today's episode is another My Favourite Tip episode where I go back to interviews from the past and I dig out the thing that was my favourite tip, like the thing that I got out of the interview that really impacted or resonated with me. Today's extract is from my chat with Scott Anthony. So this is my second time having Scott on the show. I loved my first chat with him so much that I was keen to have him back again during COVID to check in and see how the way he approaches his work has changed. So if you haven't come across Scott, Scott is a global authority on innovation and also the former managing partner of InnoSight, the innovation and strategy consulting firm co-founded by Clayton Christensen. Scott has written several best-selling books and writes regularly for Harvard Business Review. Scott has also been awarded the Thinkers 50 Innovation Award, which recognizes the world's leading thinkers on innovation. So in this extract with my second chat with Scott, we talk about the new rituals that he has developed for doing deep and also shallow work, which I found fascinating. So on that note, let's head on over to Scott. I want to Dig into deep and shallow work. You mentioned that as part of your routine. And I remember when we spoke last, a lot of your deep work rituals took place when you were on a plane and therefore disconnected from all things digitally distracting and also in cafes and sort of other such places. So how does your deep work ritual work now? And I guess how are you Tricking's not quite the right word, but it is kind of tricking your brain into going, okay, this is deep work time. Because I found for myself, I completely had to change my habits and triggers around that because I too would do a lot of my deep work in cafes and on planes, which is now no longer an option at all in Melbourne where I'm based. No, I, absolutely. And, you know, so the planes have certainly been out for me. The cafes are conceivable but challenging, you know, because you're, you're then either very in with Singapore regulation, you're either very slowly nursing a drink or you're sitting around with a mask on, which just makes you conscious. And it's just a little bit harder for your brain to unwind and focus, I've found. So for me, it really has been three things. Number one, has been being even more ruthless about scheduling the time, making sure that I, I use some of the things, Samantha, that, that you've, you've taught me about making sure that you put formal time on the calendar for things and then making sure that that is time that you hold sacrosanct. So that's number one. Number two, to trick my brain, I, I do change space. Just I, I do it within the place in which we live. And, you know, I, again, am fortunate that there's enough different places that I can work. You know, we've got a nice porch that if the weather is good, can be a good place to get stuff done. And the kids are in school. You know, schools are open here. So there are good quiet periods of time where I can actually do that. Or sometimes, you know, it's at weird hours. You know, it could be quite late at night where you get that moment where you've got 90 minutes just to crank through things in between calls. So it's making sure it's not all done within the, the home office where I sit most of the time, but it's in different spaces in the house. And number three, I've used music a lot as the way just to get my brain into flow. You know, there's just certain mixes that I have or playlists on Spotify that, that just tell my brain that this is when you're going to actually engage in a task. And I found for me, at least, I, I get much more in flow when I have background music. And, and I'm very thankful for the AirPod Pros from Apple. I, they're just, to me, just phenomenal noise blockers. So you really can just immerse yourself in sound and just disappear in what you're working on. So those are the things that I've done. 
That's great. What are your go-to playlists then for your deep work? Oh, it's a, it's a mix of different things, you know, it, and sometimes it's just following threads, you know, so I, 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 I like music a lot. They're, they're all things that I've created. If I'm trying to do deep work, this is not one I listen to my favorite band, which is uh, Pearl Jam. It is good for other things, but it is not good for deep work. But usually I, I will have some album that I purchased recently. Uh, like recently I, I purchased a new album from Phoebe Bridgers and Bright Eyes. And there's just a tonality in both of those albums that is just good for me when I'm working. And then I'll go from those albums and sometimes go to Spotify radio off the songs. I actually do buy albums, by the way. I just, you know, I feel like in the creative space, you know, I, I write things and I hope people buy some of the things that I do. So I always feel like for artists, if I am listening to the music, I owe it to them to buy the albums as well. You know, so I buy a couple dozen albums a year. And it just changes depending on mood, but it, it tends to be things that are a little bit discordant sonically, but not things that are too loud, if, if that makes sense. So something where I can kind of feel the noise, but it's not disruptive to my brain. I've actually never thought about that before, but that, that's at least the way that I think about it. Yeah, that's very interesting. I remember like a couple of years back now, I had Matt Mullenweg on the show, the co-founder of Automatic, and he had a strategy where he would, to, to get into flow, he would listen to the same song on repeat. Do you ever do that or is it always circling like straight through the album? I never listen to the same song on repeat and generally if I'm trying to lose myself, it is some collection on random. Because if I listen to something in order, like if I listen to the Phoebe Bridgers album in order, my brain is starting to track into and it knows what's coming and I get kind of pulled too much into the music. On random, for whatever reason, my brain kind of loses it. You know, you hear it, you hear it, but it's not something that you're tracking and figuring out. And it doesn't really make sense because you would think if you're listening to something where you know what's coming next, it's a way to not have to process things. And when you get surprised by a song, then you have to stop and think about it for a second. But at least for me, it just helps me disappear. Yeah, it's interesting. Listening to you talk about it almost makes me want to experiment with music again. I've, I've tried different strategies around music and working rituals. And I did try the, the same song on repeat. I remember when I was going through a massive Hamilton stage quite a while ago, now I would, I would have a particular song on repeat from Hamilton, which I, I found... I found quite good because you just sort of get into the zone and it does become background music quite quickly when it is the same song. But yeah, that's it's almost counterintuitive what you're saying about the random music, but I'm, I'm feeling all inspired to try music again when I work. Now, I want to look at shallow work because you said something interesting where some mornings you'll feel the need to feed your brain with shallow work. And for me, uh, that, that just kind of struck something in me because in my own possibly quite rigid rule book. It's like, hang on, shallow work in the morning. The only time I would do that is if I've got a keynote in the morning and I know I can't get into flow before the keynote because I'll just be disrupted. So tell me about how how you know when you're going to do shallow work in the morning. And I'm just curious to understand more about that. Yeah. And, and you know, some of this is just, again, just given given the reality of the, the way that, that 2020 has worked. You know, my Chronotype, uh, according to the test that I took about reinventing your workday, is a, a middle bird. So I, I am neither a lark nor a night owl. But the thing I find for me is where I am at my best really is circumstance contingent. So there are some days where I, I've you know, not worked that late. I, I've woken up after a good sleep and I could hop out of bed and I could go and write a chapter of a book. 
And there are other days where it's been more fragmented. It's been later. I've had a choppy morning where there's just no way I could do it. I, I just I'm not going to be really deep functional until later in the afternoon or early in the evening. And I have a reasonably good sense of myself to just have have a feeling as to what type of day it is. And if it's a day like that, then I'll, I'll flip around and say, okay, this is a great day to do stupid stuff and, and just answer the emails that need to get answered. And I know I'm beating the whatever Skinner light dopamine hit when I do it. And I know I'm not really making progress with anything material, but it's just a way to kind of warm up. And there are other days where that is the exact last thing that I will do, where I, I will say, okay, I, I really do have it in my brain to do it. And, and I, I need that focus first thing in the morning. And I won't even look at email. So it's uh, it, to me, it's very circumstance contingent. And I do have something that I adopted as a ritual a couple years ago that is held, which is I, I do not look at email first thing in the morning uh, under any circumstance. So you know, I, I wake up and I, I do other things and I might look at WhatsApp to see who's texted me and I, I'll read some sports news and I'll look at other things. And it is only until I've had my first sip of coffee that I will allow myself to look at email. And some days it's not even that. If I really have a, a deep work task, I won't even peek. Because you know, you, you know this, I mean, you, you tell other people this, you tell yourself, oh, I can just look and not engage, but your brain just starts worrying once you see these emails. And you're like, oh, here's all this stupid stuff that I need to do. Not that my colleagues ask me to do stupid stuff, but you know, you know the point. <laughs> That is it for today's show. If you want to listen to the full episode, I link to that in the show notes. So you might want to check that out. And if you are enjoying how I work, I would be so deeply grateful if you just take five seconds out of your day to leave a review in Apple Podcasts. It might be a star rating or a few words. And by doing so, it helps other people find the show. And it also brings a huge smile to my face. So thank you to the hundreds of people that have left reviews. It is so deeply appreciated. So that is it for today's show and I will see you next time.